Uh, Isaiah 54. Hallelujah. One, two, and three. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as I learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful to be standing here. I'm so thankful for Pastor Angela Trust. Um, I don't think I'm going to be preaching for too long. I, uh, I actually want to share my heart and something that the Holy Spirit has been ministering to me for the past month. And just keep in mind that my first language is Spanish. So that's why I sound like Antonio Banderas when I speak English. So just keep that in mind. And uh, so I don't think I'm going to be, I don't think I'm going to be preaching for too long. Uh, do y'all know that the shortest message of salvation in the Bible, it was only eight words. The shortest message of salvation in the Bible, it was only eight words. The Bible says that the prophet Jonah entered the city of Nineveh and said, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. And those eight words changed the whole city. Those eight words make the whole people from that city come to the feet of the Lord. So that means that sometimes we don't have to preach for an hour. It means that we just need the right word from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And, and uh, um, on December the 3rd, this, this was a Friday, uh, we did uh, two evangelistic nights in, uh, in the Houston area. And on, the, on it was a Friday and a Saturday, December 3rd and December 4th. And on, on the Friday, we went over there. And honestly, to my human eyes, I went over there. And it was only like 20 people. And I was like, really, this is it? And, and I, God reminded me a lesson that we should never measure God's power from what we see with our eyes. And God brought a powerful word that day. A powerful word that is still burning in my heart. And I remember the next Friday, we have a, a leadership meeting with, with, with pastor and the leadership. And I asked Pastor Angela, Pastor Angela, I have this thing on my heart that is burning. And I really feel like I need to let it out. And pastor is like, yeah, let's do it. So I asked her, like, how much time I have? And she's like, five minutes. And I'm like, okay. So that, that night I spoke like a like hundred words in five minutes. And then uh, on December the 26th, I was supposed to preach. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to talk about this. And then my family got sick with COVID. And we have to stay home for two weeks. And if you are a preacher, you understand that when you have a message from God, it's, it's like burning in here. It's like, I need to let it out. But, but today I have the microphone for myself. <laughs> Hallelujah, hallelujah. So, let's go to uh, let's go to Job twenty six fourteen, and let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your presence in this place. Holy Spirit, I ask you that the same way you place this in my heart, that you can place it in my brothers and sisters' heart, that we are able to understand that it's only with you. That we can do all things. 
that is only with you, that is in your presence, that we can do all things in your name. Holy Spirit, give us an open ear to understand your word, and not only understand, but to put it into words. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And Job 26, 14 says, Behold, these are but the outskirts of his ways. Pastor, everything that we have done until today is only the outskirts of his ways. Everything that we have done in Africa, in America, South America, Central America, all we have done is touch the outskirts of his ways. And how small a whisper do we hear from him? Everything that we have heard. Everything that we have heard happening all around the world is nothing but the whisper of God. And then it says, but the thunder, but the thunder of his power, who can understand? And this, and this thunder, this thunder of God is nothing but the raw power of God, the holy presence of God. The Bible says that in, in, in Habakkuk 2.14, Habakkuk 2.14 says that, that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. Like the waters covers the sea. And the Holy Spirit was telling me, Jonathan, this is like when you're filling up a cup. And the cup is get all the way full to the top. But you don't stop and the water goes into the table. And then from the table goes into the floor, wetting everything on his way. That's the will of God for us. Let me tell you that, that uh, revival is coming. Let me tell you that, that the question that we need to ask is, is not, is revival coming? That's not, the, that's not the right question. The question is, when is revival coming? Let me tell you that the whole earth is pregnant with the will of God. And it's waiting for this moment. But, but if you go back to, to Job, if you go back to Job 26, 14, this says, but the thunder, the thunder of His power, this mighty power, who can understand? And I was asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, teach me, because I want to understand. What do you mean with this? I want to understand. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Jonathan, and I want you to understand that when I say the Holy Spirit told me, I'm talking about that still, small voice in your spirit. I mean, you're believers, you know about this. And the Holy Spirit was telling me, Jonathan, this thunder comes with, he comes with a price. This thunder comes with self-denying. This thunder comes with, with hunger. We need to be hungry for Him. What are you willing to put aside to be hungry for God? Because let me tell you that, that I, I pray, I study, I, 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 I study the Bible, I prepare myself. God has used me in the past to heal people through me. But all I know until today is the whisper of God. And I want to know the thunder. And I was telling the Holy Spirit, I refuse. I refuse to go into ministry without this. I refuse just to be another preacher. I refuse to have another half-empty church. I want this from you. I want this from you. We need to get hungry 
Guys, we need to understand that the secret for revival is not revival in self. It's the reviver. We need to understand that only by seeking Him, His presence, this, this place is going to be filled with the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We have to be hungry. And, and, and I'm not talking about the, the hungry that we get like us, like, like every day in the morning we make like two fried eggs with a piece of bacon and a toast for breakfast. And then at 11.30, we'd be like, oh, I'm hungry again. No, I'm not talking about that kind of hungry. I'm talking about a hungry when it's been two, three days and you haven't eaten anything. And you're desperate. I mean, I, have, I, I know there's people here from Africa. And I'm spiritual that you guys have seen hunger for real. I was born in, in Central America, Costa Rica. And I seen hunger for real. When you are hungry, you don't think. You're desperate. You just want to be filled. And the Holy Spirit this morning, I was praying, and He was giving me an example. And, and, and let's say that, I, that this morning, today, I will bring fresh bread. Right now. And I will put it in, into all these altars. And maybe you're thinking, what are you doing? I don't understand. Because you're not hungry. You probably ate this morning. So you don't have any need for bread. But if I go to a, to a country where it's hunger and fanning, and I go to this church, and I put this bread on the altar, they, they're not going even to wait. They will just run to the altar and get this bread. Why? Because they're so hungry. They're so desperate. Right? Well, the spiritual is the same thing. The Bible says that we are the, the, the Jesus is the bread of life. Pastor Mike was just doing the, 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 the how do you say that? The, the communion. He was saying that Jesus is the bread of life, right? If we only understand that the bread of life is in this altar, and we are so hungry for Him, every time those doors are open, will we be here in this altar asking for more? That's how we need to get, guys. Let me ask you a question. Why are you here today? Are you here because somebody brought you and you don't have no choice? Are you here because, well, it's Sunday, so I'm so used to come to church on Sunday. Are you here because you need something from God? And, and, and I understand that the Bible says that we should not forget His blessings. That's something that the Bible says. But that should not be the, the main thing for us. How would you feel? How would you feel if somebody that you love, that you do everything for them, they just with you because of the things you can give? How would you feel? That's the essence of the story of the prodigal son. He took the father's gift and completely forgot about his father. And he went away. And the Bible says that for some time he was good until he ran out of his gift. And, and once he was hungry and almost dying, he realized that the only way for survival, he was going back to the Father. The, the things that I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not questioning your spirituality. That's how you say it. What I'm trying to say to you is there is more 
There is more available for us. But we need to be hungry, guys. It's like all your life. How many, how many people in this place, God has done something for you? All of us, right? And I'm sure they're not just one thing, many things, right? So it's like all your life, everything that God has done for you. Maybe He healed you. Maybe He prospered you. Maybe He, he has this amazing love for you. And, and, and all your life, all that, that God has done for you. It's only a room. And then one day you're just wandering and you stumble into another door. And you're opening and you realize there is another room full of things. Jesus says that, that my father's house has many mansions. And these mansions have many rooms. That's how God wants us to understand this. But we need to become hungry. The, uh, William J. Simmers. Do you guys know who William J. Simmers is? He's the pioneer of the Azusa Street. And the story said that, that Mr. William and seven more people, only seven more people, sometimes we get so worried about the people here. God is going to bring them. But we need to get hungry first. And, and the story says that Mr. William and seven people were in this building, but they were so hungry for God. The, 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 the story said that they were hit by like a lightning bolt. What is that? The thunder of God took place and take, took over. And for three years, everybody got saved. Everybody got healed. That's the thunder of God. But we need to be hungry. I'm, I'm, this is that I'm telling you right now. It's not something to get you excited. I'm talking, I'm talking about uh, something that is going to change your life. The, the Bible teaches about this guy named uh, Saul in the New Testament. His name was Saul. Saul of Tarsus. Pastor Mike was talking about this this morning. And the Bible says that this Saul of Tarsus, he got this anger for these so-called Christians. To the point that he would go to, out of Jerusalem to other cities to hunt them down. To bring them back to Jerusalem to either kill them or put them in jail. But the Bible says that on his way, hallelujah, the Bible says that on his way to Damascus, he was healed by a light. What light is that? The thunder of God. And from there, his life changed forever to the point that, 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 Paul, that this soul became Apostle Paul. And he pretty much is the second person most important in the Bible after Jesus for us. Isn't that true? That's, 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 that's what I'm telling you guys. We need to get hungry so this present of God come to us. Hallelujah. There's, there's a pastor. His name is uh, Tommy Tenney. Tommy Tenney is a, is a preacher from, from Louisiana. And uh, 20 years ago, uh, they, they invited Pastor uh, Tommy to come to Houston. And uh, he said that he came to this church in Houston. And he's like, I'm not saying that the presence of God came because I was there. But all I can say that I was so hungry for God. I was so hungry for God. And, 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 and the story says, he tells the story, he says that the presence of God took over that place. They were here like a lightning bolt. What is that? The thunder of God. Their service started at 9, at 8 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. And finish uh, Monday morning at 2 o'clock. 
For a month and a half, everybody that got close to the church got saved, got healed. That's the thunder of God. That's, that's what I'm telling you today. But we need to get hungry. We need to get hungry. Uh, in Exodus 33, the Bible says that, uh, that God was so upset with the people of Israel. To the point that God told Moses, you know what? Go ahead, take your people. Go possess your promised land. Go get your milk and honey. But I'm not going. Go get it. What would you do? Let me ask you. Just think about it. You don't have to answer me. What would you do, Brother Michael, if God told you, you can have my promises, you can have my milk and honey, you can have my angel, my angel to go with you, but my presence is not going to be in your life. What would you do? But Moses... He was so hungry for God. I never saw this before. Moses was so hungry for God that he said, if you don't go, we don't want to go. Because Moses understood that you can have milk and honey, but if you don't have God, you don't have nothing. Let's see what the Bible says. Exodus 33, 15 and 16. Listen to the words of Moses and says, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us off from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with the art fellowship and with your people unless if you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people in the face of the earth? Moses was so hungry. And then God then God say, okay, okay, I'll go with you, and i give you rest. Do you need anything else? And he's like, show me your glory. Show me your glory. I want to see your face. And God, God tell Moses, no man can see my face because if they do, they die. And Moses says, I don't care if I die. I just want more from you. I just want more from you. Think about this. God offered Moses milk and honey. He offers, he offers him rest. He offers him his presence. And Moses still wanted more. I want more from you, God. I wanted more from you. And then the Bible, and then the Bible says that, that God says, okay. I will, uh, and the Bible says that God put Moses into a cliff and covered him with his hand. And then pass, pass by to him. Right? Amen. And um, how long do you think that will take for God to pass by from Moses? I mean, milliseconds? A second maybe? Two seconds? And the Bible says in Exodus 33, 23, says, Then I will remove my hand, and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. And the Bible says that, that, that God again put his hand, covered uh, Moses and passed by. And, and right here, it says that Moses saw his back. But you know what I think that Moses saw that day? I think he, he saw his backtracks. Where God has been. Where God has done. And just in milliseconds, 
from God going by him, he got the revelation to write down the first five books of the Bible. Imagine how much revelation we can have if we are allowed to be in the presence of God. How much we can learn, how much we can do. We need to get hungry, guys. We need to get hungry. Hallelujah. Excuse me. One day, John the Baptist, he was, uh, uh, he was baptizing people close to the Jordan River. And uh, his disciples came to him and said, Ravi, Ravi, do you remember that one guy you talk about? The one that you so, speak so highly about him? Guess what? He's baptizing people on the other side too. And the people are coming to him. Let's say what the Bible says. John 3, 26 and 27. John 3, 26 and 27. And they come to John and say to him, Rabbi, the man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testify about, look, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. They were like, are you not jealous? You spoke so highly about him and now he's doing the same thing and now everybody's going to him. This is not a competition, guys. Tell your neighbor, this is not a competition. We are not here competing. Everything that God is doing with each of us, we should be, we should be glad. I get so happy when I see people here preaching with so much joy. My sister, she, she spoke, uh, Miss Gladys, right? She spoke a powerful word, word on Wednesday. I get so happy to see Noja, the way, the, the, the way she speaks. I get so happy to see my brother, the way he teaches on Sundays, with such a deep voice. My brother Michael. I, I love it. I love it. I get excited. We should get excited when we see people uh, uh, doing things for God with such anointing. Why? Why we should get so happy and not be jealous? Look what the, look, look what the 27 says. John 3, 27. And to this John replied, A person can only receive, can receive only what is given from heaven. So when somebody's doing things from God in a great way, we should be glad and rejoice. We should do this together, guys. We should not be competing. Jealousy is not from God. If you get some type of jealousy in your heart, rebuke it. Right away. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We have to be in unity. If we want the presence of God in this building, we have to be in one heart. The Bible says that the day of uh, Pentecost... They were together, all together, in one heart. And suddenly, says the, the mighty rush wind, what was that? What was that? The thunder of God. The thunder of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, after this, he said the most important part of this chapter, the number 30, right, right there, in uh, John 3, 30. He must become greater and greater. 
and I become less and less. Guys, if we want God to take over this place, we need to become less and less. Say with me, it's necessary that he become greater and greater. And I become less and less. God wants that. Tell your neighbor, God wants to take you out. Look at him. Look at him. And, and when I say this, I'm not saying that he wants to kill you. I said he wants to, to take control of your will. Why is this? Because when we are dead, we are no longer in control. When we are dead, if somebody says something bad about us, we don't care anymore. When we are dead, God can work through us. It's time for God to take back His church. It's time that, that our services have more of God and less of men. Let me tell you, if singing songs, four songs, and preaching for an hour was enough to save the world, the world would be saved a long time ago. We're missing an ingredient, and that ingredient is God. Lord, take your church back. Lord, take your church back. You bought it. You paid for it. It's yours in Jesus' name. Once we understand this, once we understand this, that we need to be hungry for Him. Once we understand that we need to be less and Him to take over. And maybe you say, but but Brother Jonathan, how we do that? We pray. And we're sick. And then the Holy Spirit is, is going to speak to us. And the book of Acts, you can see it. The Holy Spirit used to talk to them all the time. Do this. Go here. Go there. Do not do that. So if they can happen, if this can happen in the, in, in, in the book of Acts, it can, it can also happen here. Hallelujah. And once we understand this, the glory of God, He's going to take over. He's going to take over. And once this glory of God take over, what what are we going to do? Are we going to feel so holy? Are are we going to feel so holy that we're just going to flow into the hallways and and we're going to be like, don't talk to me because I'm so holy. Don't talk to me because I'm the, the number four person of the Trinity. The Father... The Son, the Holy Spirit, and Jonathan. No, no. The, listen, once the glory of God take control, listen what it says. Let's go to Isaiah 61.1. Isaiah 61.1 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord. Do you know what sovereign means? It means royalty. It means ruler. It means supreme. It means absolute. It means unlimited. So the Bible is saying the spirit of the sovereign, royalty, ruler, supreme, absolute, unlimited Lord. He's upon me. He's upon us. He's upon the art fellowship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To do what? For the Lord has anointed me. To bring the good news to the poor. What's the good news? What's the good news? The good news is the sin is not a problem anymore. 
Sin is not an issue anymore. Jesus defeated sin in the Calvary cross. The problem now is that people don't know this. That's why we need to wake up, church. Sin is not a problem anymore. Jesus fixed that problem. Now we need to get up, wake up and go out there. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to conform the broken heart. And to proclaim the captives will be released. And the prisoners will be free. Hallelujah. That's the glory of God taking over. So we have to guys. We have to guys. The Bible says that the, the, the glory of God will cover the earth. Like the waters cover the sea. But how can the, the glory of God get over the air if we cannot even bring it to the church? So we have to keep on seeking. We have to keep on praying until somebody, somewhere, somehow, make a, a, poke, a poke a hole in heaven and the glory of God they cover. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We have to, we have to. There is more available for us. But it's up to you. It's up to me. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. And um, I really feel in my spirit that many of you, or at least some of you are saying, okay, everything you're saying, Brother Jonathan, sounds so good, but how can, how, how can I have the thunder of God if I don't even know the whisper? How I even know... If God listened to my prayers. Well, let me, let me read this for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews, and this is not on my notes, by the way. Hebrews 11.6, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, And without faith, it's impossible to please Him. To please who? To please God. For whoever... Will draw near to God. Must believe. That God. He, that he exists. And that he reward. Those who seek him. What does this mean? It means that. When you are ready to go. Into prayer. You have to believe that God is right there with you. You have to be 100% sure. That every time that you go to your closet. Or you are driving to work. And you're ready to pray. You have to be 100% sure that God is listening to you. That's why before he said that, he said, without faith it's impossible. You have to have faith that in the moment you say, Lord, I need you. He's there listening to you. We have to stay hungry. We have to stay hungry, guys. Uh, this message... It really changed my life. And, and for the past month, I've been praying, God, I want to know you more. I want more from you. We need to be different. There is a price to pay. Are you willing? Are you willing to pay this price? Why, what are you going to do to, to tell God, God, I'm ready for you. Let me do your will. Are you willing to put your personal dreams aside? Are you willing to put your personal agenda aside? Are you willing to put your social media, social media? 
Are you willing to, to put political discussions aside? Vaccine discussions aside? All these things make so much noise. And then not allow us to hear from the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm not telling you to go and, and close your Facebook and throw your TV to the trash. You know what God has been telling you. You know, everybody here knows what God has been asking you. Put this aside because I want to be more real to you. Spend more time with me. I want to be more real. Just like God walked with Abraham. Just like God walked with Moses. Just like God walked with David, a man after his own heart. I want to get a title like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I close with this. Hallelujah. This is a promise from God for those that are willing to stay hungry for Him. Exodus 34.10 Exodus 34.10 The Lord replied, Listen, this is God speaking. I am making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the air or in any nation. And all the people of Houston, and all the people of Cyprus, and all the people of Spring and Tombo and Magnolia, around you will see the power of the Lord. The awesome power I will display on you. Say, this is with me. Say it, this is with me. This is not only for Pastor Angela. This is not only for Pastor Larry or, or Brother Jonathan. This is for you. God wants to have something personal with you. God wants to be more real. And, and, and maybe you say, but he's already real for me. He wants to be even more real for you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Please stand to your feet. Hallelujah. This is the second Sunday of this year. We are entering in 2022. And I'm sure this year is going to bring challenges. But if God is already here with us, we should not be afraid. I was thinking this morning and I was praying. And the Holy Spirit was telling me, don't you think the best way to entering into this year is if all of us come into the altar. And just for three, five minutes... From your heart, say, Lord, I want more from you. Are you willing? Let's come all to the altar together and just say a prayer from your heart. In the name of Jesus, let's be obedient, guys. Let's be ob obedient as the mother of all miracles. Just say a prayer from your heart. Lord, we need you. Lord, we want you. Guys, if you can play something sweet, something that praise God in Jesus' name. Lord, we need you. Lord, this year we declare that this is a year of hunger for you. Lord, we want you in our life even more. Take control. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, 
We want to see your presence. We want to see your thunder. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare that, that this year we, we're going to seek you even more. We're going to believe your word even more. We're going to seek on your presence. Be more hungry for you in Jesus' name. Come on, God, just for a couple of minutes from your own, your own words, telling you you're hungry. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. Holy Spirit, take control to this church. You Holy Spirit, of it all. the thunder of God in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thunder of you God in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. The thunder, Lord, in Jesus' name, ahora mismo. Right Lord, now, right now, thunder. Thunder of God, the thunder. Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Holy the thunder of God right now Lord that she can see your presence like she's never seen it before in Jesus name in Jesus name just, just like you walk with Moses you will walk with her in Jesus' mighty name, Brosha Kere Baba. The thunder, the thunder of God in Jesus. Jesus' name. The thunder, Jesus. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Brata Robo Kondo, Bekiari Basaya. Brosha Kere Bekende. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Take over right now. Take over right now. Take over right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. We declare a year of your presence. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Guys, it's really up to us. God is here. He wants to be even more real in your life. My question to you today is, are you okay with the whisper? Or you really decide the thunder of God? The Holy Spirit told me, Jonathan, some churches will only operate on the whisper. And it's going to be fine because some people will get healed. Some people will be saved. But if we operate in the thunder of God, we can win the city for Jesus. In Jesus' name. So it's really up to us. It's really up to us. It's reachable. But it has to come from our heart. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Lord, this right here is things that God, the people are believing that they can achieve this year with you. There is people that need more of you. 
There's people that need healing. There's people that need a job. There's so many things, Lord. You know all of them. In Jesus' name, we declare your Holy Spirit take control over all these petitions, Lord. And we declare that all this is going to become true in Jesus' mighty name. We place them in your heart. We place them in your presence. We place them in your Holy Spirit. And as we believe, Lord, that we need all things, we start working towards them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your promises that are just in and amen in you. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, guys. Can you put your hands together? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.